0: Welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Tuesday, April 7th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. I'm here today with Marshall Kellner, the play-by-play voice of the Fort Myers now Mighty Muscles. I got to ask you, Marshall, uh, how you're doing in these quarantine times. Uh, how's it been going here in, in Minnesota? And uh, what was that like for you to come from Fort Myers all the way up here after the kind of bomb drop with coronavirus?
1: Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on, Nash. Appreciate it. Um it's it's been crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm doing well uh, trying to trying to focus on the positives because uh, there are uh, obviously we we'd all like not to be in this situation, but there are some positives that uh, that come out of it, uh, which I'll get into in a second. But uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. I mean, we were going uh, with spring training. We were having a great spring training down there. Uh, really exciting with uh, with huge expectations uh, for the twins, justifiably so with uh, the great season last year and, and the additions uh, they made, uh, such as Josh Donaldson, who was having a big impact on camp. But we had a game uh, that Wednesday of the week. Uh, it, uh, it it got shut down. We had a game with the Atlanta Braves, mm-hmm. sold out Hammond Stadium, great atmosphere. Uh, I think you were down there for a little bit. Yep. and and then uh, And then Thursday... Uh, we actually had a night game and if we had had a day game, we would have been playing because mm-hmm. uh, there were a lot of games that started at one, uh, Eastern time that were going on. Meanwhile, there was a lot of, there were a lot of rumors swirling. Remember the night before was when the NBA postponed right its season, right? Uh, so that was kind of the first domino to fall, and and all that day we were hearing rumors, rumors. We didn't, we were preparing for the game. You know, I was mm-hmm. uh, looking at the the PA script, uh, preparing for the game as if we were going to play because we had to, uh, but we really were not sure whether we were going to play. You know, it was anyone's best guess, and um, and you know, right before the gates opened, two hours before, and I think at about three thirty, three forty-five is when they uh, the word came down that uh, spring training. Uh, the rest of spring training was canceled.
0: Did you head um, home right early. there then?
1: No, no. Uh, so I was, I was down there. Actually, uh, my mom and sister were visiting me that oh, week. Oh wow! Uh, my mom from Minnesota. My sister in uh, dental school at uh, at uh, Penn, mm. and so she had moved to online classes. And uh, uh, luckily, I had an extra room at my apartment, and she. Uh, she stayed with me down there for about uh, a week and a half, and then, then uh, a couple weeks ago, we came back to Minnesota because we, we uh, thought, you know, this thing's going to last a little while uh, right. which, uh, to, to be with our, our parents and family and, uh, and have a little bit more room here uh, in the house in Minnesota. So I uh, came back up here. Uh, luckily, the weather's uh, been great, but it was, uh, it, was, it was crazy. I mean, we, we came into work uh, that Friday, and then uh, we came in the following Monday, and that was our last day. And uh, now I think it's our fourth week, mm-hmm. uh, starting our fourth week here, working from home. Um, so so doing as much as as we can. I just did an interview with uh, Ryan Jeffers today. That, oh, nice. That, yeah, in a little bit. So so we're going to try to start, uh, I think we're going to call it Fort Myers flashbacks. So oh, gonna great. So we're going to interview some of our former players and see what they're up to. I mean, he he has a dog that he got in the offseason. Luckily, his trainer is able, able to do some one-on-one work. Uh, uh, at a facility near his home in North Carolina. So all these guys, they have, they have different, uh, arrangements. I mean, Nelson Cruz and the Dominican has his home gym, but that's, right. that's a small minority that can actually do that kind of stuff. So, uh, it's interesting talking to these guys and I've, I've, uh, um, connected with a few of them just to see how they're doing and, uh, and making the way through it as best they can with limited workout, uh, facilities uh, in many cases. So, uh, here though, uh, just again, doing as much as, as, uh, as I can, focusing on the positives. some time with family. Uh, we try to, we try to take a walk every night. Uh, the weather's been great up mm-hmm. here, uh, in, in Minnesota, luckily. So, w- although we, we always seem to get this tease, like it's near 60 and then it goes back to 40.
0: <laughs> right. So when the sun goes too, down,
1: it, it is weird this time of year though, being home. I'm, I'm not used to that, uh, at all mm-hmm. and, uh, still trying to get used to it, but, uh, yeah, taking some, uh, online Spanish classes to brush up on, uh, on that a little bit. Uh, I haven't really taken them since high school and, uh, trying to do some reading, some Netflix, of course, some Tiger King, right. Uh, yep, and, and, and starting some other shows here, here soon, but, uh, anything to, to pass the time and just, uh, yeah, trying to make the most of it.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that, that kind of feeling and I, I still think back to it even though we're we're almost a month removed or over a month removed when I was there in early March. I just remember looking at the twins dugout and I just saw that it. it was a beautiful, you know, hot, sunny day in Fort Myers, and I'm thinking, oh, opening days in two weeks, I can't wait. And I just keep thinking of when I was looking at the dugout and guys are laughing and talking and no one had any idea that this was on its way. I wanna ask you, Marshall, how you so USC, you're a USC alum. Uh, I want to ask you as well as how you got into play-by-play with the now mighty muscles once the miracle. And if you can kind of sprinkle in
1: how you feel about the name change as well, that'd be great. Sure. Sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, what you were saying about uh, spring training, totally true. I mean, the atmosphere down there always for spring training, great time, great time to get stories. Everybody's in a good mood. And, uh, and then it was just canceled abruptly Mm -hmm. as it, as it had to be, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, for me, I mean, I, 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 you know, grew up, born and raised uh, in, in Minnetonka, just outside of uh, downtown Hopkins, went to high school at Blake, uh, knew I wasn't a good player from a very young age, <laughs> so I had to, I, I mean, I played through high school, but I uh, knew it wasn't going to go beyond uh, beyond that, and uh, didn't have cable TV till I was about a sophomore junior in high school. Really? And, uh, so, yeah, so honestly, I, I hated my parents at the time for it, <laughs> because... I wanted, wanted, uh, wanted to watch TV, but uh, I think it gave it, it allowed me to develop an ear mm-hmm. for radio play-by-play. And uh, John Gordon was my idol growing up. Uh, listened to a bit of Herb Carneal as well, but John Gordon was really the guy, and uh, he inspired me to get into it. So I thought, this is the next best thing to being a big league player. Uh, would be to be a big league broadcaster. and Mm -hmm. uh, So that was my dream as I went to to USC, uh, got into it there my my freshman year. Well, actually, uh, going back to to high school uh, at Blake, uh, the last three weeks uh, you're allowed to do a senior program. And uh, that program, it's it's really loose in terms of what they allow you to do as long as it has some sort of academic focus. And uh, for me, um, I was an usher for the Twins at the time. Uh, which I started when I was 16 and went through went through college. Great summer job, mm. uh, but that allowed me to. They gave me access to a booth in the outfield. It was actually in the Vikings press box. Really, That's uh, pretty cool. And uh, recorded games there. Uh, got to meet John Gordon through a, through a family connection. And uh, and I would write my own game notes during the day, which was good preparation for the uh, media relations work mm-hmm. I do now. And uh, and then at night I literally recorded into a tape recorder a mock broadcast from the outfield, and uh, and and then when they were on the road I'd do it off the TV, mm. and I used those cassette tapes literally to get because that's all I had to give to the sports director at uh, for the USC student station, and that allowed me to get under the air somehow because they were terrible. But uh, <laughs> so, somehow that allowed me to get under the air my freshman year at USC and uh, did baseball there and then ended up doing some basketball and football as well. Always knew baseball was my first uh, love, but I, I loved doing the college basketball, and football was great when I was at USC as well. Mm. Uh, with uh, with Pete Carroll, we lost oh, three wow. games. Reggie Bush. Three games. Three games. I didn't get Reggie Bush. Oh, so that was late. Pete was after. Yeah, I was the last three years of, uh, of Pete. Okay. Uh, so, but my first two years, we went to the Rose Bowl, and lost a combined three games. Wow. Uh, so, which which we were upset by. So think <laughs> about that. You come from Minnesota. Uh, we don't know what the Rose Bowl is here. Yeah. And uh, and and then you can go to USC and you're upset. That you go to the Rose Bowl mm. instead of the championship game. Wow, it's a so, different mindset for sure. It, it's yeah, but it, it was great. I mean, just being around that that winning tradition with Pete Carroll, all the energy he brought, um, and, and then and then getting to do baseball as well, and then uh, and then from there, I went to an independent team after I graduated, um, called the Chico Outlaws in Northern California. Mm. I, I was the last broadcaster for them because the league uh, included teams in Maui, Hawaii. I went there a couple weeks wow, after that's graduation. Yuma, Arizona, the, the Canseco brothers, Jose and Ozzy, mm. kind of uh, uh, were, were player managers on that team. Uh, the post-game the post-game meals were at a casino nearby. I was actually at a blackjack table with the Cansecos. Wow. Uh, so some crazy stories in that league. Also teams in Canada, and in Edmonton and Calgary, beautiful places to go in the summer. Uh, in, in Edmonton, they didn't even need to turn the lights on some nights for the games uh, deep into the summer. Mm. So... Because uh, it stays light so so late, um, so that that was cool. From there, I went to the Northwoods League in twenty twelve with the Battle Creek Bombers. Uh, twenty thirteen was my first uh, affiliated position. And that was with uh, the the Harrisburg Senators. I was the number two broadcaster there, and uh, we had we, that was an affiliate of the Nationals. So Anthony Rendon was our opening day third baseman. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, we had we had uh, we we lost in the championship to the to the Yankees affiliate who had uh, like Gary Sanchez, Shane Green. Uh, but we had we had Rendon for part of the year. We had Blake Trinan as a starter, Stephen Souza Jr., Robbie Ray, uh, Sandy Leone, star studded. Uh, it was it was it was cool and uh, and the thing about that the thing about double A is it's really the best level of minor league baseball I think as a broadcaster as a as a fan because that's where most of the prospects are right triple uh, A sure they, they spend a little time there but it's those are mostly guys who have been in the big leagues before trying to get back more veteran guys but the young talent really spends most of the time at double A that's where most of the development truly uh, truly happens so. Uh, From there, actually in 2014, long story, but I didn't end up broadcasting that year in professional baseball. I was actually the SID at at, uh, at Blake and got a chance to be an assistant coach on the baseball team. We made the state tournament for the first time in in school history, so that Mm -hmm. was a really fun uh, experience as well. Um, Learned a lot there and, and had a great time. 2015, I was with the Dunedin Blue Jays, also in the Florida State League. And talked about Josh Donaldson. That was the year he joined the Jays. Right. So got to right. see him in spring training, kind of his impact on the Twins this year, and the excitement he brought to the Jays in 2015, and uh, and and they win the division. They, for were, the good. First time they were good. They were good. man. win the division for the first time since uh, their back-to-back World Series. And uh, man, that uh, the bat flip by Bautista in the, yep. in the playoffs, um, unbelievable. And uh, then 2016 was with 2016 and 17 was. Uh, number two guy for the Lancaster jet Hawks out in California. Uh, cool thing about that was I got to work with, uh, uh, my good friend from USC, Jason Schwartz. He was a year above me, uh, at USC. So I'd known him for 10 years and uh, we had broadcast games there together. He was the number one guy there still is. And, uh, so we got to work together for two years, 2016, we were Astros affiliate 2017 Colorado Rockies. And, and then, uh, and then in 2018, I came to, to Fort Myers to join the Miracle, and um, then this will, hopefully, once the season <laughs> begins, yeah. hopefully it yeah. begins, uh, would be my third season. And, uh, yeah, the name change, I mean, we had a new owner uh, by the name of Andrew Kaufman uh, come on board last year. And uh, we kind of knew this was going to happen uh, kind of around springtime last year. Uh, we we got rumblings of it, participated in, in some brainstorming sessions, but had to keep it under wraps till the big, uh, big rebrand in November or in uh, December rather. Uh, John Gordon actually was the MC on the field for that, uh, and I got to work with him. I was up in the PA booth, he was on the field, so that was fun. Um, but uh, but I think they just wanted a more local name. The team, the name Miracle actually came from Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. When the team moved from Miami in 1992, so a lot of people didn't realize that it wasn't really a local name. And uh, there's a lot of uh, species of uh, of uh, mussels and clams off the coast of Florida, so that's how kind of they came up with it. And the color scheme kind of looks like a Fort Myers sunset, and and the colors are unique to Fort Myers, how they would reflect off a off a mussel. So uh, we worked with a company called Brandios out in California, that's worked with a lot of the minor league. Uh, teams on on rebrands and name changes. You saw a ton this off season, and they were involved heavily in uh, in many of those. So uh, that's kind of how the name uh, came to be, and uh, hopefully we'll have our first Mighty Muscles game soon. I but like I like
0: the name. It was funny to see the reactions on on Twins Twitter uh, as that news was dropped. It was pretty entertaining. I yeah, think. I think there yeah. were mixes of uh, opinion. I think people are pretty rooted in the Miracle name just because it has been around for relatively a long time. Uh, And I even looked back, I was looking at Brad Radke, like when he was in the minors, I think they were a miracle. So
1: that's before my time. Since 92 and and won a the whole time. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool and tons of history. um, And and we're going to keep honoring that history, no doubt, uh, throughout, throughout uh, our time as the Mighty Muscles.
0: I like the name and I like the, uh, the new logo when I was down there as well. Everything's already Mighty Muscles, which is awesome. So for a timeline, Marshall, you, your first year with Fort Myers, uh, with the Mir- then Miracle, was the year that Miguel Sano was sent down to Hyatt, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, 20, so, and we won the championship that year. Oh, so. they did
0: win the championship that yeah. year. That's right. And that was a down year for the Twins uh, you know, before bouncing back in 2019. But since you've been there, Marshall, and you, you mentioned Ryan Jeffers, who the Twins are clearly very excited about, and I think uh, follows the line of Mitch Garver, of a big right-handed bat who I think could join the club soon and really make an impact. Uh, who are some other players you've seen uh, since calling games for this team that have impressed you in the twin system? Or have there been many of them? Or uh, I don't know if you saw Luis Arais. Uh, how many, how yeah. many of these guys have impressed you? And, and what do you think about the twin system of a, as a whole from what you've seen?
1: I tell you what, man, I, I've, been, I've been really lucky. Uh, we've been really lucky in Fort Myers to to have the teams we've had the past uh, couple of years. I mean, you, you, you start with uh, 2018, uh, 2018, a team that eventually won the championship, struggled in the first half. But uh, in the second half, Alex Kirilov arrived. Mm. Uh, and and I, I've gotten, I, I, I said, uh, you know, Anthony Rendon, I got to see him. I got to see Brendan Rodgers with the, with in the, the Rockies. Rockies. Yeah, I mean, some top, top prospects. Uh, Ramon Laureano, when I was in yeah, Lancaster, you know, top players, and let me tell you, Alex Kiriloff is right up there with them. Uh, he he might be the best hitter I've ever seen in the minor leagues during during my time covering covering baseball. I mean, he he hit just under three hundred and fifty, I think, with Cedar Rapids in the first half, and then hit almost three hundred and seventy with us in what might be the toughest hitters' league. In in all of minor league baseball, Uh, the the Florida State League is notoriously pitcher friendly. It's humid. They're big ballparks. The ball does not travel well, um, especially as you get later into the summer. And uh, what Alex did, I mean, I've never seen somebody hit the ball so hard, so consistently uh, to all fields. I, I mean, he just he just finds the barrel. He was so consistent. Uh, with his approach on the field, but also off the field. I mean, if he had a good game or a bad game, you would not know it. Uh, he is a he is a, a mellow guy when you first meet him, but as you as you get to know him, it, you really get to know his his sense of humor. Uh, when I first met him, uh, he was one of the only guys uh, who who ever who who has, who said, uh, you know, I introduced myself to him, and he said, uh, nice to meet you. Where are you from? You know, mm-hmm. he he really he really. Uh, uh cares about people, good guy, and uh, just uh, tremendous mental toughness uh, because it's not just about how you respond to bad games, it's how you come down from good games, right. and he's just so even-keeled, uh, tremendous uh, coaching growing up uh, from his dad, unique story there uh, with his dad being a long-time hitting coach in, in the Pittsburgh area, and uh, he's a very high-energy guy. Uh, it's cool to get to know him as well over the past uh, couple of years. So Alex, uh, is there and then, uh, and then shortly after Alex joined in 2018, Royce Lewis came along, mm. uh, talk about a mature kid. Um, you know, he, he talks like he's 35 years old and he's a big league veteran. Right. Uh, and, and the kid was just drafted out of high school a few years ago. Number one overall, um, and I've seen his growth uh, as a player the past uh, the past couple of years. I mean, he has he has it all. He's a true five tool player. I think he can stick as a shortstop in in the big league. So those those would be the two big ones, but then you know, later on that year, Bruce Dangratter all, of course, mm-hmm. no longer with the Twins, uh part of that Kenta uh deal. Boy, was that uh week that, <laughs> <laughs> that was wild. That was that was uh, that. That was a week that I, I felt bad for Brewster. Oh, as did uh, I. And he was
0: there because he was there when you were there.
1: He's such a good kid, and 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 he was he was in limbo. I mean, he didn't know if he was staying with the Twins, going to the Red Sox, right? And then and then for sure didn't think he was going to go to the Dodgers, uh, where he ended up. So I uh, hope nothing but the best uh, uh, for him. But he was electric at the end of that year. Uh, so so those were were kind of the guys that year. Jose Miranda also came mm-hmm. in. Um, but uh, but then then last year, uh, what, last year it was just the the lineup we had to start the season. I mean, you go around the diamond. We had Ryan Jeffers behind the plate. We had Lewin Diaz at first base, who had a terrific year, and because of that, the Twins were able to get Sergio Romo for him and Chris Salamont, who's an impressive right-handed arm. Um, well, I forgot 2018. Luis Ariz, of course. Right. <laughs> it, 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 there's so many. Uh, there's so many. It's like you, you just uh, not to not to discount what, what Louis Rise did. I mean, he he was he came back from an injury, and uh, he missed the entire 2017 season save a few games because he tore his ACL. His first month with us in 2018, he was hitting under 200. But you could tell the talent was there. It was just he was so anxious getting back. A lot of first pitch swings, a lot of ground balls. But then, boy, he started hitting line drives all over the field. And in June, I think he hit about 450. Wow! Uh, it was it was unbelievable. Got promoted, and and we know we know the rest of the story uh, from there. And he is as nice a guy as you'll ever meet too. Such such a good dude. Um, always a smile on his face. And uh, actually, when we when we went in uh, in in uh, 2019, last spring training, uh, they did a ring ceremony uh, for the for Etown and Fort Myers, and uh, everybody got their rings. And uh, Rocco Baldelli actually came over to give a speech to all, and all the minor leaguers were there, in the entire organization. Rocco Baldelli gave a speech, and uh, had talked about the guys who had come over from big league spring or who had been a part of big league spring training, and he said, you know, we hope to see you all there someday you want to if you want to you model yourself after a guy everyone act like Luis rise you know we wow. and, and, and he didn't even talk about his abilities as a hitter which are unquestioned mm-hmm. but talked about just his his attitude uh that he made the team better just by his presence in the clubhouse uh in the dugout his energy his work ethic and i think that left a left an impression on me certainly and uh i i would imagine the the players uh as well but you know, getting into to 2019. I mean, you you had Jeffers, you had Diaz, you had Blanken, uh, Travis Blankenhorn, mm-hmm. who had a great year once he got called up to A, Royce Lewis was there, Jose Miranda was there. Akil Badu uh, had Tommy John surgery early in the year, so we expect him back this year if we're able to get our season uh, started. And then, uh, and then also uh, Trevor Larnick. Mm-hmm. Trevor Larnick was. I mean, we're like, oh, nobody can approach Kirilov. Well, he he. He did. I mean, mm-hmm. he was the MVP of the Florida State League. Such a mature guy on and off the field as well. I mean, coming from Oregon State, where he led them to a national championship, uh, he, he's, he's a pros pro. Uh, very, very routine oriented. All business when he comes uh, to the ballpark, and uh, great, great personality uh, as well. So, uh, Trevor was was an absolute pleasure to watch uh, on a on a daily basis. But I think you know, as good as that lineup was, and that's what people were talking about heading into the year, I think the story of the season was really the arms that came through. Uh, I mean, starting with, you know, guys like Edward Colina, who was, mm-hmm. who was there to, to start, or, you know, joined us shortly into the year after being hurt for the first month or so. Uh, Jordan Belazavic made the biggest jump probably of anybody. It uh, started in Cedar Rapids with four starts, uh, ended up pitching in the playoff game in his double-A debut in Pensacola uh, was, boy, I mean, what a jump he made. Uh, he, he's, he's really grown into his frame, added more muscle in the offseason, stayed in Fort Myers in the offseason, got a fastball that can reach about 96 miles per hour. That fastball is, is tremendous. And a breaking ball and the changeup as well. And then uh, Johan Duran who was a part of that Eduardo Escobar trade. He's got elite stuff, triple-digit uh, fastball, and then that splinker that everybody talks mm-hmm. about. Um, he's he's and you know he's got a big frame as well. You know you you just you just go down the list, and then Dakota Chalmers, who joined us at the end of the year, and I think people are really starting to get to know how good this guy could be. Uh, he had he was traded straight up for Fernando Rodney, straight up, and uh, you know had some issues when he was with Oakland, but it was a high draft pick third round, I believe, out of high school. And uh, he's a guy with an upper 90s fastball, had an inning in spring training, big league spring training, where he struck out the side on the 40-man roster now. Um, so he's he's one to watch, uh, I think, if he can throw a strike. That's been his issue, injuries and throwing strikes. And uh, when he was in the zone last year, he was as dominant as any pitcher um, I saw all season. And our pitching coach, Luis Ramirez, last year, Said his upside as a number one starter in the big leagues, and you're starting to see him on the prospect rankings now. Um, I, I was telling people about him uh, <laughs> long before, long before that, because really we got to see him right when he came off uh, his his Tommy John uh, rehab. So uh, the arms, I think, especially for an organization that has over the past you know couple decades or so struggled to develop pitching, mm-hmm. that narrative is changing around and changing around big time. Uh, there's there's a lot of arms in the system.
0: I think it made it easier for them, Marshall, and it, I think it was harder for us to maybe understand at the time. It made it easier to trade an arm like Bruce Dark Gratterall. And yes, his stuff is electric, and, and I think he will be missed, even if he was a bullpen piece, but you mentioned all these names, Matt Cantorino, even Blaine Enlow and Cole Sands, yeah. they have so many guys that are coming through that I think one or two of them's got a hit, right? I mean, there's just yeah, so Blaine. many high 90s fastballs, and and nasty pitches and splinkers and sliders and just the development. I think even in the last few years since Derek Fabian and Levine have taken over is, is apparent and we can see that. And you know, it's fun. I'm sure it's so fun for you to watch them come through and kind of pass by and continue on. And you see that raw talent, but I'm glad you mentioned Kirilov and Larneck too, because I wrote about them on Friday. I think Kirilov's 2018 season was unbelievably good. When you look back, I think he led all minors in hits so for you to say he was the best minor league hitter you've ever seen, I think absolutely he was outstanding. I want to ask you, if you had to pick one pitcher who you think truly uh, could be an ace at the major league level, I don't want to put you on the spot, but who <laughs> who has intrigued you most, maybe out of all those arms, uh, who could develop as that guy? Is it Jordan Balazovic? I really like Johan Duran. I think Duran's the number one pitching prospect, uh, at least in my mind. Is it someone else that you've seen in in potentially Dakota Chalmers or Cantorino or someone like that? Who would you lean to, Marshall?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And thank you for bringing up uh, Blaine Enlow and Cole Sands, too, who <laughs> were just two more. I mean, uh, it's it's a shame that the playoffs got canceled in the Florida State League due to Hurricane Dorian because we we were playing pretty well, had lost some talent to AA, but those arms uh, and uh, Enlow and sands were were part of it. Uh, unbelievable it was sand's first uh, full season uh, mm. coming out of Florida State uh, because he was hurt after the draft and a uh, high high pick out of Florida State and he he's polished he could move very quickly and uh, Blaine Enlow had a great season uh, as well between Cedar Rapids and Fort Myers but yeah if I if I had to say I mean it, it's tough because if you're talking just pure upside I would say it, it's probably it's for me it's Chalmers if you're talking mm. pure upside I think the stuff uh, for Chalmers or Duran uh, might might be the best, but if you're talking most likely to hit, kind of as a as a number one uh, prospect, I told you, you know, I think Chal- Chalmers does have to throw more strikes. I think the more safe pick, but I don't want to take away from his upside is Jordan Belozovic. Yeah, uh, Jordan Belozovic was just tremendous, and you saw kind of a, a change in his mindset uh, as well coming into last year you know had had last, uh, last year was the first year he had actually started a season with with an affiliate uh, mm. you know with a full season team because he ended in cedar rapids but uh, last year was his first real full year pitching and what a year it was i mean uh, he he rose up the ranks quickly he was so good that he joined royce lewis at the futures game uh, he pitched for his team in the Pan Am games in, in Peru, and then he made a decision to stay in Fort Myers in the offseason and and train there rather than going back to, to Canada. He's from Mississauga, Ontario, just outside of Toronto. And I think Twins fans will really enjoy getting to know him. He He's a guy you could talk to all day, uh, and, and a really down-to-earth guy, and uh, I think the Canadian uh, influence will... Uh, <laughs> will Kind of uh, allow Minnesotans to gravitate towards him when he finally uh, makes it up, uh, but yeah, I, I think he's a top of the rotation guy. I think you look around and and you mentioned the character
0: of these guys in the minors, Marshall. You look at the big league club too, just high character players. Mitch Garver and yeah. Nelson knows got that charisma, and of course Nelson Cruz. And now you add a piece like Josh Donaldson. I just think the character of the team and coming through the ranks as well is really really strong, and I think it's a strength of the whole system. That isn't necessarily shown on MLB Pipeline or Baseball America. Uh, I think there really is that, and I think that's valuable, certainly in the system. I'm glad you mentioned it. Before I let you go, I want to ask you, thank you so much for coming on. i got to ask you your plans. Uh, is it just a wait-and-see game now uh, for maybe if the high-A season does start, if Florida State League is going to get going? Uh, what are your plans in the upcoming weeks, Marshall? Are you doing play-by-play from the TV to stay sharp? or, or <laughs> what? What are your plans here?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it is kind of up in the air. I, I mean, and and that, as a baseball guy, is kind of unsettling because we're so used to routine. I mean, right. players, coaches, front office, broadcasters, whatever it is, we're used. And I think that's the thing. You know, it, a lot of questions out there, you know, what do you miss most about baseball and, and stuff like that? And you see it on, on Twitter and stuff all the time. And I think as, as I reflect on that, it is – Really, the daily grind. I mean, and, and it can get to you at times during the season, especially late in the year and uh, with everything we have to do. But, but really, you know, you take for granted that every night, pretty much, from from April to September or October, hopefully for the for the Twins and maybe more this year. <laughs> uh, but every night you have a game, and uh, and and that cannot be taken for granted. I mean, we we are. Uh, blessed and privileged to get to do what we do getting to watch a baseball game at the end of every night and uh that part of it i really really miss along with the people uh that you mentioned you know high character guys and the twins do place a premium on that and it you you can't measure everybody wants to measure stuff nowadays mm-hmm. i'm kind of i'm kind of come from an old school uh mindset not to take away from that stuff that stuff is important but stuff you can't measure is so critical as well like mental toughness uh like like team chemistry, tangibles, twins, the twins uh, really have a good mix of both. I mean, obviously with uh, Derek Falvey, Thad Levine and and crew, they are very honed in to the metrics and the numbers and all that stuff as they should be, but they don't let it discount from bringing in high character guys, which I think is, uh, is very important. But, but for me, I mean, like I said, I think doing some player interviews, catching up with them, uh, maybe catching up with uh, some other, uh, some other officials in the, in the twins, Organization uh, trying to get as much prepared from a media relations standpoint with uh, player bios and programs uh, as we can uh, prior prior to the season. Not knowing uh, when it uh, when it will begin, I do some sales as well, so reaching out to some clients can't really say come on out this game because we don't know when mm-hmm. the games will be um, and how the schedule might get adjusted if it does resume, but. Uh, but more to stay in touch with people, making sure they're safe and and, and healthy, and and keeping those uh, relationships uh, going. That's that's uh, what it's all about uh, uh, in in terms of that. But uh, but then yeah, just uh, just plain uh, wait and see. And uh, this uh, this news about possibly Major League Baseball, uh, you know, going to Arizona. I think there's a lot of dominoes to fall before that would that would happen. Um, but uh, but. Just uh, because something happens with Major League Baseball doesn't mean Minor League Baseball will uh, will be the same. You know, just, right. uh, the, the the Major League Baseball will be, you know, say say it's in Arizona. Who knows how big the rosters will be? Who knows? Uh, you because know, Major League can do games without fans and still, you know, have uh, have revenue that can come in from the TV contracts, from mm-hmm. sponsorships, from uh, you know TV TV and radio broadcasts, stuff like that minor league baseball is almost fully dependent on the fans sure they have sponsorships uh, as well uh, some are on local tv but that's really at the higher levels of the minor leagues um it's really dependent on fans coming to games so um if that can't happen uh it'd be tough for for the minor leagues but uh, hopefully we'll we'll stay positive and uh, hopefully this, uh, this thing will be behind us soon whoever comes up uh, with the early vaccine we'll, uh, we'll all. Uh, <laughs> we'll all play pay tribute to that That's, guy yes, uh, or girl uh wh- whoever it is uh you know we we'd love to get back to to sports but uh you know more importantly uh it's just about uh staying staying safe uh staying safe right now focusing on the positives like i said and, and thanking all the uh all the healthcare workers who are doing a uh, hero's work and not just not just them but uh you know, grocery store workers, truck drivers, uh, everyone putting themselves at risk uh, so that we can uh, keep on going. Uh, that's, that's who's really the, the heroes now, and then hopefully we can get back to our sports heroes and the diversion that, uh, that sports uh, gives us on an everyday basis. And, and those, those people as well, you know, out of work from uh, the stadium workers, the ushers, the, the, the concessions workers, hopefully they all can get back to work uh, soon, and we can, we can, I think we'll appreciate baseball more than ever in all sports uh, when they resume. Yeah, that's well said. And I certainly hope that there is a
0: season of some sort. We know the priority is is just getting the virus under control, making sure people are healthy and safe. Uh, I do hope that the Mighty Muscles get their inaugural season with the new name uh, sometime in 2020. Marshall, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Best wishes to you and your family. Enjoy the weather tonight on your walk. I think we're going to go around Parker's Lake. I don't know if you know where that's at, but by the loose line, yeah uh enjoy the walk enjoy the weather thanks again for coming on really appreciate it and uh uh, hopefully in the future we can set one up again when you see the new twins coming through for the mighty muscles
1: absolutely man thanks so much uh, for having me on we're gonna go uh, around shady oak lake and uh enjoy this uh nice weather and uh hopefully keep thinking positive stay safe and we'll all be back soon